discovered it must be told. From beginning to end. Now, here's a little story I got to tell. Here is a story about music. Stories about songs, ice tea, colors. I have a few IC stories, but this one specifically is about a song. But first, a little bit of background on the man himself. One thing about Ice-T's early career is that he's essentially the blueprint of West Coast's path to finding its own identity, uh, which is similar story to many hip-hop scenes that were outside of New York or the upper East Coast, you know, where hip-hop was birthed and, and, and grew and influenced the world. But when I first heard Ice-T, like many people who were like hardcore rap fans in the early 80s, was on his debut single, Cold Wind Madness. Lime, Ice-T, I'm terribly bad. I'm here to knock out the winners and blow up the I may be small, but I'm willing to say I jammed this party in one hell of a way. Kind of an electro-style music, hustler player lyrics, not really gangster quite yet. Giving a different flip on the electro sound hip-hop. A year later, he was part of a, a thing that became like, for me, I saw his after-school special, but it was like a, like a documentary called Breaking and Entering. Um, and there you get to see Ice-T as a break dancer, giving him break dance classes, giving his philosophies about hip-hop and where how it came from and how it related to like street life. Rapping is a very essential part of the street scene. If you take like a, any regular record, and you lay a rap over it, it'll change the whole meaning of the record. Like we, what we do is we try to, it's like direct um, communication with the people as far as what we've been saying. You might beat around the bush. When we rap, we say exactly what we mean. And, and in that, you got a little bit of a glimpse of where Ice-T was going, though I didn't really know that yet um, when I was watching that. It didn't become evident to many years later. I'm pretty sure the idea of breaking and entering led to the Hollywood films Breaking One and Breaking Two, where Ice-T got to play himself. But his music in there was more, you know, in line with um, kind of that electro thing, but now more focusing on the real hip hop. His like version of electro boom bap, if you will, like go off and combat. And of course the famous one uh, with Chris the Glove Taylor, Reckless. Upon a time, a DJ's task was just to play records. What more could you ask? But then came remixes, scratching in cuts, which was too. So it wasn't really to 85 where you started to see this different side of Ice-T. I mean, he touched on it, like I said, in that first record, Cobra Madness. But in 85, when he released a single called Body Rock, which is more in line with the boom bap electro. But the flip side, Killers kind of shows you more of his political side, but also just the, his delivery and demeanor. And some of the stories relate to his street side, the, the gangster rap if you will, as people call it. You get a glimpse of that, but it was definitely more political. But the biggest thing about Killers is Ice-T's um, storytelling, which I think is a very important element to him that he lent to his uh, gangster rap innovations. Killers, killers, killers. I now the legal system controls the last breath. He tried to fight execution with petitions and pleas. And a pardon from the governor is all he needs. He cried out mercy, but none is there. And on his day of termination, he strapped into the jail. High bushes his body in the house like this. And all of the people of vengeance grin. Are you a killer? A cold heart killer. A killer. 
But once again, he had um, a, a dual purpose for this 12 inches. He released a song called You Don't Quit and then followed that up with a part two called Dog in the Wax in 86. And the B-side of Dog in the Wax is his famous chorus, Six in the Morning. Six in the morning, police at my door. Fresh Shadita squeak across the bathroom floor. Out my back window, I'll my escape. Didn't even get a chance to grab my old school tape. Mad with no music, traffic is free. And the streets to a player is the place to be. Got a knot in my pocket when where he really tapped into telling those street tales of growing up or living in LA since he didn't you know fully grow up there the whole time originally being from the East Coast but kind of uh, going to high school in LA and then a year later in 87 his Ryan Pays album comes out and he's now for the last couple of years been the forefront of this thing that became labeled as gangster rap. And so around 88, 89, that started to really explode. And kind of a big thing about that, it was a turning point, because previous to this time period, all the biggest selling hip hop artists, selling records were mainly East Coast, specifically out of New York. Now, in this time period of 88, 89, you're seeing um, these big records and some of the biggest, if not the biggest records, being from the West Coast. You had N.W.A. Yo, tell them what they're yelling. You had Too Short over in the Bay Area. It's a Mac attack coming from way back. My name is Too Short, baby. I don't play that jack. I'm from the Dangerous Crew. And I tell you what's true. Everything they said about Playboy 2. Yeah, two live crew originally from Cali, but moved down to Miami, got their own thing going there. Get old style DJs. I think a lot of times Ice-T doesn't get his full credit in that. You know, depending on who you ask or what you watch, you'll see a lot more credit go to like N.W.A. and Two Live Crew in different cases. Ice-T to me was um, definitely before that, but also just like an impact with the songs he was doing early on, like Six in the Morning. Six in the morning, six in the morning, police at my door. Six in the morning, police at my crib. Six, six, six in the morning, and I'm taking a nap. Seven in the morning, police at my door. But I spent last night on someone else's floor. And it don't stop. Six in the morning, police at my door. Fresh Adidas squeak across the bathroom floor. Ice was telling story about the inner city. So when 88 came and we heard about this movie coming out, Colors. The gangs rule the streets. The streets are at war. The war must be stopped. We want a uniform presence out in the street. They're flying their colors. We're flying ours. Sean Penn, Robert Duvall, in a Dennis Hopper film, Colors. 
from the trailer and other promotions, we learned that Colors was about LA gang life. And Colors definitely wasn't the first all hip hop soundtrack because in 83 we had the Wild Style soundtrack, which I believe was the first soundtrack to focus on uh, all hip hop music. But one difference about that one is all those songs are actually songs from artists performed in that movie, which is actually a really uh, unique thing. I don't even know another example off the top of a soundtrack like that, especially not in the 80s or the 90s I can think of either. But you know, then in 84 or 85, we had a kind of a, a outbreaking of rap films like Breaking, Breaking 2, Crush Groove, Rapping, B Street, and all those had soundtracks, but they weren't really rap soundtracks. As a matter of fact, on some of them, the rap songs were minimal. They were like, you know, funk or proto-electro kind of rap inspired commercial. It was, they were trying to touch on the rap thing, but they weren't really grabbing it. Not in a way that Wild Style was in 83 or how Colors would do in 88. There were a lot of pop rap songs or renditions of it. You know, in 87, Def Jam put out the Lessons Zibble soundtrack, but again, on that soundtrack is only two rap songs, LL Cool J and Public Enemy, but you know, the rest was like rock music, pop music. So um, in a certain sense, Colors is a breakthrough for rap soundtracks for actually all hip hop songs by, you know, artists who were respected in the hip hop community, you know, and those songs being used in the film and not being used by those super actors. So it's kind of different than Wild Style. So a unique thing. And it, it was a good lineup of artists. You had Salt and Pepper. Cool G Rap. Eric B and Rakim, Big Daddy Kane. Intro, I start to go. My rhymes will flow, so get up and dance, cause Kane said so. If you were lounging around, it's time to get up. Get up, get up. 783, Roxanne Shantae, MC Shan. You got a group called the Decadent Dub Team, which is a electronic noise industrial hip hop band from Dallas. I was born with six guns in my mind. If you want to understand, just with a six gun in my hand. And that had a that song had a Dr. Dre remix, and went on to produce for um, co-produce for BDP on their entertainment album. And the soundtrack also had Rick James doing the kind of rap thing, and of course you had Ice T on there as well. So, in that in mind, it's kind of the first, not only soundtrack to a movie that be predominantly hip hop in that regard, but also I think it is the first to do that and mix East Coast and West Coast artists on the same soundtrack. And it's a really good soundtrack. So it's, it's a, a important breakthrough in terms of rap soundtracks. But of all those songs and all those artists, I say none was more impactful, especially in terms of this film, than Ice-T's Colors. Colors, I don't know if I went the opening night, but I definitely went the opening weekend. And even before this movie came out, there were like talk on the radio, in the newspaper about worrying about if this movie would incite violence because of the, you know, it's about gang culture. 
And there was articles about how in the past, even before this, like going back to like West Side Story, those kind of movies had violence in theaters. So there was this whole, you know, uh, thing about what was going to happen. And so in particular, at Lakehurst Mall in Waukegan, North Chicago, you know, which is a town that has a lot of uh, gangs and, uh, you know, rival gangs living very close to each one another. Um, it was definitely that kind of crowd in the theater. It was, if it wasn't sold out, it was only a few tickets away from being sold out. It was definitely packed theater. There was no violence. There was no, it was definitely just rowdy. You know, it was like you could tell people were just like there to like show out, if you will. And you could feel the energy just bubbling through this whole movie. People were being like interactive and being funny. And it was just that kind of a environment. And you could, especially when this movie ended, I just remember like getting up and people just being hyped and amped up from the movie. And you could feel this, this energy bubbling over. And I don't know where it was bubbling to, maybe nothing crazy. Just like, I think people were just like excited and had this energy they wanted to put somewhere. But a magical thing happened. And this always has stuck to me to this day is that as the movie was ending, had ended and the credits were rolling, they started playing Ice Teeth Colors to end, you know, the movie and the credits. And this might be a slight exaggeration, but I remember that bubbling over of like, loudness and energy all of a sudden quieted down and to like almost if not quite dead silence it felt that way and people were just standing there listening to a rap song yo is let's do this and i never seen that like seen not even not any kind of music i never saw someone in a movie theater stop to listen to the end song of a movie or any song in a movie. And I remember this particular thing that always like bugged me out. There was a guy like right in the front row of the theater and he was like, got up and about to put on his jacket. But when Colors came on, he like stopped to listen. And the whole time he was like in mid jacket pose, standing there like in trance. He couldn't finish the, the, the motion to get it over his shoulders. He had to listen to colors first. And I remember like, I'm listening to Ice-T intently. And then I would look back, his jacket still isn't on. He can't do it. You know, it was like one of those moments that I was really like, saw how hip hop can captivate you. And so it was really like, you know, Ice-T had that kind of writing that really like spoke to you and captured that whole um, street essence, what he was doing. So that was like, a thing that I never really experienced ever again in a movie or hip hop or in that way, seeing the power of a song in that particular kind of situation. So much loved Ice-T and the colors being, a, I don't think that gets enough credit for what it did. And it's a monumental moment in hip hop history, at least personally to me. Color, 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 color. I am a nightmare walking, psychopath talking, 
King of my jungle, just a gangster. Stalking, living life like a firecracker. Quick as my fuse. Been dead as a death. Back the colors I choose. Red or blue, cause of blood. It just don't matter. Sucker died for your life when my shotgun scatters. Colors. The gangs of LA will never die. Just multiply colors. 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 Colors.